This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, a conversation series in which strangers ask each other a question on stage. You're listening to an excerpt from one of our recent events at Housing Works Bookstore. The way Ask Roulette works is that strangers come on stage one at a time and ask each other questions. You answer a question from a stranger, and then you get a chance to ask a stranger a question of your own. But at each event, we also have some special guests. They answer four or five questions in a row. So for this podcast, instead of a bunch of strangers, we're just going to play an extended stretch with New York Times writer David Carr. Now, David writes the media equation column for that paper. He's also the author of the amazing memoir, Night of the Gun. He is also a fantastic storyteller. Remember, there's lots more audio and information at askroulette.net. Okay, here we go, off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. This starts with comedian Dave Hill asking his question of David Carr. Number 38, number 38, come on up. And your name is? David. David, meet Dave. Dave, meet David. Hey, David. It's Dave. Hi, Dave. From the floor. Hi, Dave. Why do you let people call you Dave? Uh, Dave. Why do I let Dave is asking the questions here, David. Uh, Wait, wait. What happened? Wait. Why do I let people call me Dave? I already fucked up. Don't. No, I let people decide uh, what they want to call me. All right, Dave. Like Dave or David. I feel like you call me David, though, is giving me too much credit. Okay. Okay, Dave. For some Ask for something. Uh, my question is um what is your favorite time of the week and why? But like has to be specific, like what day and actual hour and you have to answer in terms of the physical realities of it, but then beyond that like existentially why is that your your favorite time? Well, day and hour. Did you did you just take a huge bong hit before you asked me that question? Um, no. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I I had uh, hate Sunday night the most. Have a name for it called the Sundays filled with existential dread. So I'll just back out from there. On Friday night, I have completed work. Um, I've been typing all day. And there is a time right at nightfall, I'm out on my porch smoking. I don't like writing, but I have written. And there's, there's about 22 minutes in there where I feel like worthwhile and valuable and like I've accomplished things. And then the sense of dread returns immediately. Wait, after 22 minutes? Give or take, you know, I can, if I pile a movie in there, where I can kind of not think about anything, it can it can it can last. But I really got to rush to get to the movie theater, so I can be what there you, before I start worrying about shit again. What if you just stayed home and smoked and watched movies, like for a seriously long time? I I'm not I'm not particularly good company. I gotta say I'm I'm, I'm really in a bad neighborhood when I'm by myself. I just I, I need I, I need to be. Among others. No, you could have people over. 
Now, now, now you're family. assuming and teasing me about the fact that I have no friends. I don't believe you. Like I'm, I'm going to need you it's to be over It's fucking hot up here. God. Sorry, Dave. I, that's right. Did you just Dave me? No, I David did you. Okay. No, you didn't. You called him Dave. No, I trailed he off. Me. I trailed off. No, you called him Dave. I called him Dave. Thank you. Do we know what I know? Dave. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Dave Hill, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, David Hill is... Uh, watch for him on BBC America where he'll have a guide to the Olympics. And the Olympics are in London, right? Okay, whatever. And uh, on May 22nd, his book, Tasteful Nudes, comes out. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is David Carr of the New York Times. <laughs> David, thanks for joining us. I'm going to ask you a few questions that came in in advance. Uh, do you get nervous during flights uh, with turbulence? Absolutely not. I'm, uh, I've been in some bad airplane rides, and Amit thought it through clearly, and it's not how I die. It's not. I'm, I'm completely and totally confident. Everybody else <clears throat> on the plane might die. But I'm more than happy to bounce across the country, bounce across the ocean. What I'm terrified of is missing that fucking plane. <laughs> and so I'm there by the gate, like with my hands folded, two and a half hours before it locked behind security. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a really heavily addicted smoker, so it's a very significant sacrifice to be there. Do you, are you one of those people that is also like the first in line to get on that plane? Or you just need to know the Everything airport? about the airport is a competition. I do, ve- <laughs> I do vector analysis when I walk in. Some people do racial profiling. I do, I do baggage profiling. I look at people. How much crap do you have in that bag? Is there a water container? Do you fly often enough? to know that you can't bring a big jar of peanut butter on. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. I am just, they don't even, that x-ray machine is totally redundant because I've scanned everybody in that line. (laughs) And and the, the, your approach to turbulence, do you think most people like can be that rational about it? Like, okay, I'm not going to die, so I won't get nervous, I think. Or, I mean, some people just get nervous because they're nervous. Well, just said though, people pay tall money to go to Disney World and get bounced around, get scared, and then they freak out when they get it for free. I think it's really stupid. It's like, relax, enjoy it, you know? I'll hold your hand during the hard part. Let's go. All right. What, what's the country uh, you know the least about? Russia, and I'm going there in three weeks, and I'm absolutely terrified. I am so scared to go. I was, I was actually not going to go, and, and, and uh, my wife just said to me, Numbnuts, you're like 55 years old. How many offers do you think you're going to get to go to Russia? And I was like, they're really mean. I don't even like to... If you go to like Brighton Beach and try and order at a restaurant, they're so scary. And then now I'm going to be in their country. Like, I sent my credit card number 
to a Russian yesterday to reserve my hotel. It's like, okay, that's it. I've, I'm, you know, I'm financing a gay porn movie somewhere, I'm sure. Are you going to shake that, or are you going to be a miserable wreck throughout the whole trip? Um, well, I have, I have a friend uh, that I'm meeting there, and um, part of, I'm going there under, partly under the auspices of uh, the American Embassy. See, here's the thing. I, I just came to New York 10 years ago, and I grew up in Minnesota, and everybody, it's all the same there. White people, white food, white landscape, white, 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 you know, and everybody sort of talks like this, and there's no difference. And, and so I got to New York, and I was working on the west side at this place with the big, um, like a big freight elevator, right? And it was staffed by these really mean, drunk Russian guys. And they would, you know, when they... You, you go to ride with them, and they'd say, in, in Russia, I'm nuclear physicist. Here I push button. And they, they were like the angriest dudes in the world. And like, I'm more or less going to be trapped in an elevator with them for six days straight. So yeah, I'm terrified. I don't mind admitting it. How long should the work week be? Um, I am such a terrible one for that. I mean, I, I'm in this, like, like Twitter was invented to torture me, and so I'm always on the grid, and I'm, I'm always wondering, Twitter is a way of working all the time, and the having smartphones is a digital leash, and... I feel like there's no escape from a 24-7, always on work. I mean, I woke up the other day, and I had my BlackBerry next to my bed, and I was, out of, I was in trouble before I even got out of bed. I was covered in flop sweat, worried. And, um, and the weird thing is, I got sent on a story where my job was to sit on a desert island with no doodads, no nothing, unconnected. I could have give a shit about any of it. As soon as it was gone, the grid doesn't care about you. You care about the grid. And to me, the grid is work. I mean, that's um, shorter is my answer. Sorry. Shorter. <laughs> uh, one last question, then you'll get to ask a question of a stranger. Do, do cultured people discriminate against people who like sports? Thank you, Kurt. I think a cultured person is in narrative with sports, and I think somebody who isn't, it's like pretending you don't watch TV. I think that's super douchey. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of the fabric of our life. And in, as we assemble each into our own little verticals, there's less and less of a civic common. So if, if, if you say, oh, I don't even know the Super Bowls this Sunday, I don't ever want to speak to you again. <laughs> I just think you're, you're, you're missing a limb. You're not part of uh, the culture. And so if there are such uh, uh, a people, I think it's less and less fashionable. Grantland, Dance Spin, mm -hmm. 
the, the, the sort of literary narrative tradition of sports, which has resulted in so many great works of art, has manifested itself in a really modern way. So I don't think that kind of provincialism works anymore. Sorry I, for going all academic on you. Please close your eyes. Number 744. 744. Come on over. Hi, please, please tell us your name. Dan. David, you can open your eyes. Already open. Uh, David, meet Dan. Dan, meet David. How's it going, Hello, Dave? Dan. And you can ask your question, David. Dan, I'm sensing your fundamentally a truthful person. I just feel that osmotically through this screen. But I know that a couple times in your life you've probably fallen short of the truth, and we all know that not telling the truth has consequences. But I'd like you to tell me about the one lie that you told that totally worked out for you. It was like the best, the best lie, whether you, that's it. I, to be honest, I do like to tell the truth, and I can't think of a time I can make one up. What? I said that it would be a lie, that though. That would be a lie. <laughs> um, I said I went to Harvard on my resume once. That's pretty big. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right, Wait, tell us about that one. <laughs> now, just sack. You went uh, from... Let's take a pass on that one. No one wants to hear about that. No, well, no, it's a total lie. That was a lie. <laughs> I don't know what to believe in. He almost got away with it. He almost got away with it. David Carr, thank you very much. <laughs> David Carr writes for the New York Times. Look for his dispatches, terrified dispatches from Russia, coming soon. Thanks for listening. To hear more audio excerpts and to learn about Ask Roulette and to find out about our next live event, visit our website, askroulette.net. We're also on Twitter at Ask Roulette and Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette. See you soon.